around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcasts. We are your hosts, Philip and David. We'd like to start out by welcoming the people and friends and uh, everybody who is joining us from the Chopped Greens Podcasts. Welcome. Make yourself at home. We certainly are going to try and endeavor to do so ourselves. Uh, thank you so much for anybody who's just joining us uh, through our various social media outreaches and and um, and coming together to listen to what we have to offer you on this fine day, night, or uh, is evening different, David? Uh, is that is that that's it still is night, different? Right? And mm. yeah, when it, whether you're in the shower or in the car, we hope you we hope you enjoy. Yes, your favorite podcasts. Uh, hopefully, ours is going to be your new favorite. Let's uh, let's tell the people a little bit about ourselves. David, you go first. All right, I am an international soul. I was born in South Africa and moved around a lot growing up. I've lived in mostly in Europe. Lived a little bit in the U.S. as well. I'm an actor, but uh, don't make don't let that <laughs> don't let that make you think any less of me. Um, yeah, I'm an actor and and a podcast host now. So yes. very excited. All right. My name is Philip Amrine, and I love to talk sports. I love watching movies and conversing about movies, which is a part of what brought us, David, together. Um, I have been, I have, uh, was born in New Mexico, raised in Arizona, and eventually moved out to California where I met David. And uh, ever since we've We've endeavored to try our luck in this podcasting world, and I, I feel like it's worth mentioning, David. I've only camped three times in my life. Can't say that I overly enjoyed the prospect or idea too much uh, while engaged in it. How about you? Have you camped? Are you a I, multiple yeah, camper? I, um, yes, absolutely. I, I guess I have to make up for it. I have to I have to carry the load here in yeah, terms of camping. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we kind of centered the whole podcast around that. I yeah, I've been camping loads of times. I mean, I, I was I spent the first six years of my life in Africa and uh, went back many times, and I've also done some camping in the U.S. So I'm an international camper. I think my favorite part of camping was going to a father son camp out, and the catering company made us hot dogs and hamburgers. That's the literal highlight of my camping experience. Any other time, there's always a pine cone under me when I'm sleeping, not enjoying it. Um, if you have a catering company, you're doing camping wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I would say that I'm doing camping exactly as God intended. That's that's the difference that's, in this that's podcast. That's called glamping, man. I love it. I love it. I, I don't want to pee outside. Give me a urinal and a urinal patty anytime. Anytime. So let me explain the general concept of the podcast to you guys, because this is our first episode. This is not a sports podcast. It's not a murder mystery podcast, as, as fun as those are. Uh, we want to touch base with a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We want to cover the general happenings and goings-on in life uh, in the 21st century. Uh, we, we think that we bring a broad perspective to certain things, uh, both international and American a youthful perspective, and essentially we want to offer you a very relatable, uh, down-to-earth take on whatever we're talking about each week. Um, but it's, if we but endeavor it, to... 
Go yeah, on, Phil. yeah. I'm just gonna say, and it's also not all just heavy. We aim to please and put ourselves and our bodies on the line as well through many ultimate uh, games, uh, through yeah. through uh, giving you a deeper look into ourselves by offering some of our favorite things, uh, whether they be entertainment, foods. Um, and, and a multitude, an assortment of things. Yeah, between the two of us, we we really do have a, we really are very different, but we get along very well. So I think yes. we're, we're well suited to hosting a podcast like this together. Um, and you may hear some cussing, but uh, we only endeavor to be ourselves and make make this as as natural as possible. All right, David, this is That Slaps. This is the concept or the part of the show. Why don't, why don't you explain it? Because I feel like this is your baby. All right, well, yeah, this was my baby. So That Slaps, originally, I thought, what if each of us could bring a song each week? Whatever song we've been jamming to that week, we can share with you guys. Uh, but you know what? Why limit it to songs? Um, anything, that a uh, TV show, Phil, that you've seen this week or a movie, whatever you want to bring to the table to recommend to our listeners, uh, you can bring in. And if it slaps, bring it to the table and, and recommend it to our listeners. So why don't you go first? What, what, are you, what do you got for us this week, Phil? All right. So mine is a little bit themed. I feel like I'm going to try and aim each week, each episode to try and theme around what the episode either is in its uh, macro perspective or what it talks about. Um, while we're going to be getting to our main point here soon, I think that I'm going to take it as a beginning for us, a new beginning. So my song uh, that slaps is called At the Beginning by Richard Marks and Donna Lewis. You might remember it if you ever watched Anastasia. It's, it's uh, one of the multitude of songs. Wow. From it. I, I know. Years ago. Years ago, Years ago. It, comes, it comes around. I, I am something of an old soul, and I do have nostalgia takes. This is going to be one of them. Well, go listen to it. You're going to make fun of me, but you're also going to remember the song and have it going forward in, in your life. You're welcome. Enjoy the 80s. Or I know, I, th- I think that that's 90s. That slaps. All right. I've actually been listening to this for, <laughs> for some weeks now, but it's, it's definitely, when I was looking through my Spotify, it's, uh, it's the one I wanted to bring to the table. Um, it's called Critical Mistakes by 888, 888. This is the only song that I listen to from them. I need to check out more, but it definitely slaps. Uh, I've been listening to it with my sister a lot. Every time it comes on, the lyrics go, um, uh, I want a house on the hill, on a hill by the ocean. And I look at, my sister and I look at each other every time we're like, I want a house on a hill by the ocean. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good song. Uh, we jammed to it a lot. Uh, I think you guys should check it out. All right, so this next, this is our first episode, and we, how, what else could we talk about this week, especially since I think most of our listeners are U.S.-based, and even if you're not, this week is the Super Bowl. Yeah, Now, baby. don't worry, don't, don't panic, we're not, we're not going to break this down in, in, in no, detail no. and talk about sports tactics and all that, like, if you're not a sports person... We definitely want to include you in this in this you discussion don't, as well. You don't need to know who Brett Favre is in order to listen to this episode. We're not going into detail whatsoever of the Super Bowl. We're just going to kind of pussyfoot around it and see if we can just have yeah. some fun little topics about it since it's topical. I'm 
I'm not even a football guy. Like that's not this is not where I live, guys. This is I the football is I do love it. Like I've definitely come to love it, um, especially after living in the U.S. But uh, you know, I I grew up with rugby, so I, I'm coming at this you know with some fresh eyes, I suppose. Yeah. So why don't we start with our first section of this? Um, I think we both agreed that this year's Super Bowl will be very interesting. It's hosted by The Weeknd. No, not, you know, Saturday and Sunday. We're actually talking about the performer, the artist known as The Weeknd. If you somehow have at all been watching football this entire season, well, at least for the last four weeks, you know that, of course, The Weeknd is performing this week. And I have an interesting angle to attack this, uh, David. So uh, it's the halftime Super Bowl show is notorious is notorious for giving a boost or a bump to its halftime performer, whether it be a band, whether it be a single single artist, um, and it's certainly moved more poppy since uh, since younger years. But um, if we look at Bia- uh, who is it, Madonna, back in 2012, uh, she she. Uh, she got about a thousand plays uh, on the week before the Super Bowl. Once she performed during the Super Bowl, she got about sixteen thousand, and then she uh, still had a little bit of a layover with eleven thousand plays post bowl. This is according to Billboard. Beyonce, of course, was huge beforehand, had two thousand plays, moved to four thousand, and it had a strong after effect to six thousand. And then, of course, Bruno Mars probably had the biggest bump of all back in twenty fourteen going from album sales uh, 15,000 to the week ending January 26th before the Super Bowl, Super Bowl week. You know what? I wonder, I mm. wonder in those years if it had anything to do with how, how, how long it took before the rest of the world saw the show and then started, mm. maybe it's a, a, maybe, maybe there's that delay because, because of, uh, you know, a lot of the world doesn't watch the Super Bowl, but they, but they will see the halftime show once it's on yes. YouTube, you know? Of course. Yeah. And so, again, Bruno Mars had 15,000 albums in sales uh, before the Super Bowl, 42,000 in the time span that the Super Bowl took place. And then, of course, carrying that over to 81,000 post uh, the Super Bowl. So I just I wonder. Yeah, I know. It's really, really strong. Uh, I wonder, Hoffman, do you know who I mean, I assume you've heard. Do you know a lot about the weekend? Do you know a lot about his his uh, his library? Have you heard? Would you say that you're really familiar with him? Is this going to be a new artist? No, for you? I mean, I, I guess no, not new. I, I certainly I've certainly heard several of his songs. He's not um, someone I listen to a lot. I guess I I love I loved Pray for Me, um, and then the the more more recently. Uh, what is it? In, it's called In Your Eyes. That oh. song's so, so good. Um, I'm actually really excited. I really like, I love, every, every, the thing with The Weeknd is that as soon as his song starts playing, like any one of his songs, you can instantly hear, like he's so unique. Like you can instantly tell that it's it's The Weeknd. You know, there's, like he's just got, I, I like the sort of 80s vibe that he brings. I listen yeah. to a lot of 80s music. So yeah, no, it's, I, I'm definitely excited. And it it's a different flavor to last year certainly um and even like previous years um it's gonna it's not gonna be lady gaga jumping off the the roof <laughs> probably <laughs> not i, I mean yeah. in a sparkling leotard could you see the weekend doing that 
No, I, I, I don't. I, that. I don't. The, that's that's part of my uh, intriguing factor of this particular halftime performance. He's not really like he's probably the least performer esque that we've seen since a lot of the rock bands. He doesn't really dance. He I he mean, he offers I, a lot of visuals. Uh, I know that I he. I've never done seen any of his live shows. So I, I, I can tell you, I've I've seen a I've seen a few a few and I I will limit it to a few and I know that for I think it was the VMAs recently he had a big blow up of why he was going through the red carpet with bandages all over his face and then it turned out that he unwrapped them for his performance and it looked like he had the the Squidward handsome man face <laughs> and so I we all think it wasn't real but we just want to confirm that during the Super Bowl he might do something like that again but it is going to be. Oh jeez, we always try to do, we always try to have alarms here, and I'm I I just let one go. I apologize, gosh. but yeah, gosh, first episode rookie mistake. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but we uh he he will be the least performance esque. Even somebody like Maroon Five. Well, he's n- yeah. Well, Maroon Five. I I it, that's what I was gonna bring up. They were uh they were like that was not my favorite halftime show. Like, no, and it's it sucked. I think it I, followed Lady Gaga. It and Lady did. Gaga was it the did. best in that I've seen because I didn't see any of those. The, I did. I didn't watch Beyonce. Did you, I think I saw clips. Did of you Beyonce watch J Lo and, and Shakira? Oh yeah, like so. Everything in the last six, five or six years, I've seen. Okay, so you've but seen J Lo and Shakira. That, That's probably I may the have seen biggest clips. one. Like I've seen Left Shark. <laughs> but I you don't know, think I watched the whole show. You know what the most impressive feat during a halftime Super Bowl show was? Was Madonna shuffling in like these these go-go boots. She is like, you know oh that every but every day I'm shuffling. She's shuffling with LMFAO, which trust me, that band aged tremendously well. But anyways, that actually truly is one, <laughs> yeah. one of the most impressive wow. feats I've ever seen during a halftime show. Go Lady Gaga. But uh, yeah, to go to re- reset back to Maroon Five, I think you said I, that, Madonna. Go Madonna. Okay, well, Madonna is is probably the highlight of the performances. Probably, it's top three are easily uh, Bruno Mars and uh, uh, Beyonce. Uh, when they collaborated on Coldplay's performance, which nobody remembers that that was actually Coldplay, uh, Shakira, J Lo. And then uh, Madonna. Madonna are probably the top, or excuse me, yeah. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I'm sorry, Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Just those so, are probably the so top incredible. three. So I'm intrigued and to you see. You know what? J Lo was really great last year. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, J Lo Shakira. Yeah, they they combined together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what the weekend can provide us with. He's he's uh, he's more in line. He's he's not particularly a well-vested dancer, so I'm interested to see what other elements he can bring along. I think that there are rumors that he's going to have uh, Ariana Grande come in and perform. He's going to have... Because wow, yeah. they've collaborated. There are other rumors, of course. Lots of betting sites going wild with the prop bets. But yeah, um, I I am looking forward to it. I, I know my recent Super Bowl halftime... De- uh, What's the opposite of a, a success? D- a disappointment was Maroon Five, as was as it was for anybody yeah. who didn't want to. I, I, I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah, uh, so disappointing. But uh, let's see how how will COVID affect this Super Bowl specifically, David? Uh, I'll tell you the the number one glaring one from a from a sports perspective is that normally the Super Bowl is is filled out to the max with uber rich fans who act the least fan like. And therefore, it becomes something of a corporate event where the true fans are sitting at home watching the the thing, and 
every business who's done well and had a uh, job well done gets a oh here you go here's a here's a little sweet for you uh, by giving gifted to the Super Bowl outside of you know friends and family that happen to snaggle a, a Super Bowl ticket here or there, but this year is actually right. quite quite different because we see that I believe it's uh, somewhere around the vicinity of seven thousand first responders uh, are going to be gifted the the uh an experience to go to the super bowl yeah already vaccinated first already, already double so, vaccinated yes yes yeah, so so that, that that's how they're they, that's what they're doing to keep it as safe as possible and i also believe that um that each that they're actually bringing in i think each team got a, an allotted amount of tickets to send vaccinated healthcare workers from their city right. to the right. super bowl as well so i think it's i think it's it's a I didn't know how they were gonna, because I knew that they were not gonna play the super, do the Super Bowl in front of no fans. Right? Yeah, especially since it's Florida and Disney World is open. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was wondering how they were gonna do it safely. And I, I think, think it's they a great are. Idea. Yeah, I think they are allowing something along the lines of twenty-two thousand fans in there normally. I think. Uh, having watched the Super Bowl and being a fan of the Super Bowl, one thing that I'm going to miss is usually that there's this big artistic moment whenever the Super Bowl kickoff, which is in layman's turn, just when the game starts, they they all line up and they're getting ready to kick the football. There's this usually this big picture or big video portrait of all these cameras flashing all throughout the stadium. And it's just bam, 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 bam. And it's all across the stadium. And it's such a picturesque moment that I'm, I'm going to miss that and having a fully, yeah. full audience-driven Super Bowl in there. But, you know, COVID restrictions so, are so what they are. So you're saying you've been to a Super Bowl before? No, 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 no. I'm just saying whenever oh, okay. the camera pans out, it's right, usually right, they right, usually right. know okay. to create this. I was going to uh, say, that, that's amazing. Oh, no, I really want to go... I really want to go to the one in L.A. next year. Yeah, yeah. The 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 stadium. In, <laughs> Good luck in, to me, right? Yeah, I know that that stadium is the crown jewel, the current crown jewel of the NFL landscape. I I don't know. Maybe right. we'll have a different I discussion mean, down the in line. In terms on... of global global stadiums, even it's it's oh yeah, a, an it's going to host feat. Oh yeah, it's going to host uh, an Olympics here coming up at some point. I, I'm yeah, sure of it'll that. it'll it'll likely be the 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 site of a um of a FIFA World Cup final as well because uh, that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I think 2026 is is the U.S. Uh, shared with Mexico and Canada, and and it, you know it could host any number of sporting events, but it, it's it's supposed to for now host a Super Bowl every five years, especially mm-hmm. since obviously there's two NFL teams based there. So oh yeah, but anyway, and, but yeah, but again, without getting too much into the weeds, uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see a Super Bowl. This this Super Bowl will definitely stand out whenever we look back in time and history. When we see, hey, the <laughs> past Super Bowl winners, they usually have uh, this this picture of Tom Brady when he was like won his first Super Bowl. He has his hands clutching his head in disbelief over winning the Super Bowl, and you know you have all these Super Bowl winning moments uh, just you know encapsulated in history. This will be definitely an aberration of Super Bowls where whoever hosts it probably there's going to be some form of masks in there. I know that it won't be all around for sure. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, masks, not a lot of audience members out there. They'll still be confetti. They'll try and make it do what they can with it. But it'll uh, it'll be interesting in that regard. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, okay, so let me tell you about my first my first Super Bowl. Okay. So, like the so first Super Bowl I, my you watched. First Super, yes. The first Super Bowl I watched was the year, I think it was the year before. I had tried to watch them before. 
I think I got like into the first quarter a few years a few years before this. Um, but it's obviously I'm living in Europe. It's in the middle of the night, so I I fell asleep. The first one that I actually watched all the way through, I was committed to it. Was was uh, Tom Brady with the Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons, and that would have been 2017. So the 2016 season, and um, I was I was so excited by that point. I don't know what got me into it really, but I was excited. And there's three things: there's the the game, there's the halftime show, and there's the commercials. Because <laughs> the commercials really are their own thing, right? Oh do yeah. You, do you still get excited by the by the Super Bowl commercials? I think that in a I I would normally, and I still kind of look forward to them, but the the invention and proliferation of social media has really kind of soured the the commercials for me because a lot of them either spoil their own commercials or they push them before the Super Bowl. Um, I think my most favorite mm. campaigns for commercials going forward are the ones where they make it a journey where it's like, I don't know, like uh, yes. the, the Folgers, the Folgers peanut one is, is quite an enjoyable journey. I, I don't whether or not you agree yep. with, yep, yep, with yep. the death or whatever. I enjoyed that. On Twitter, they're like, something big's happening. The commercial, the first commercial comes along, and it's the death of Mr. Peanut, and then at the end, there's a baby peanut. Like, that's... Those journeys, I enjoy that. Yeah. But, Do you, um, you remember the, the, Bud, eh. the Bud Knight? The Bud yes, Knight the Bud, thing? That yeah, was the, so, it was so dumb, but, so, but like, it, I enjoyed it. Memorable. It, like, throughout the game, it, yeah, it takes you on a journey, and it, it's it's part of the fun. Um, I sat down. Yeah, I remember sitting down. We like I had a friend over. It was just the two of us. We were the only ones who cared enough to to stay up. I don't think he liked it as much as I did. But we, you know, that was the, that was the thing. We we tuned into a, a UK broadcast of it, and it was n- it was none of the US commercials. So I had to go into like uh, into like an online illegal stream. Whoops, am I incriminating myself? Um, <laughs> to 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 get the the full US experience. And I've watched the Super Bowl every year since. Um, this year was the first time I actually watched, like followed the whole season uh, religiously. And, uh, yeah, so I'm actually like, I'm more excited than ever, even though it is a, a bit of a, you don't have a rooting interest. It's not going to be quite the same. Well, no, it's not gonna be quite the same. Um, oh no, I, like I, I, I was really going for, for both the LA teams at the beginning of, uh, beginning of the season. And uh, certainly the Rams, even up to to when they when they lost to the Packers. Yeah. So I've really, yeah, I've, I've gotten myself invested, and that's the, that's the thing. Like you can't really get into a competition, a sports competition, without having someone to support. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so my first Super Bowl story, or how I came to watch this one, I was uh, I was younger, and I was at a church potluck, as it was. Uh, for the Super Bowl, it, it was an event, and I was with my my uh, my mom and dad, and both aren't sports fans. I I had largely grown up for the majority of my life until I was about you know, 13, 14, uh, not a sports fan, and so I had gone to the Super Bowl, and it was the one with uh, New Orleans and the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, and. While everybody was in the kitchen waiting for the commercials, just gabbing about everything that could possibly happen, I actually watched the game because I was like, well, I'm stuck here. I'm the only kid here. I might as well watch the game. And I, was, I didn't understand what was going on, but I so enjoyed the artistry and command that was so present with at least uh, Peyton Manning. He's really noted for this, where he's just barking out orders, and it's all happening in so regimented a response where receivers are going here, he's talking, he's pointing, and it, you can just tell he looks like a maestro 
working his way through this game. And it, it was so alluring uh, to me to see that level of sportsmanship and artistry on, on display that that's really what got me into football, which then bled into basketball, which then bled into my love of sports overall now. And, and I think it's really uh, built, burn, burnt a healthy competitive fire within me to keep on going with games and, and competitions. So I, I'm excited for the game this weekend, as I'm sure you are, uh, Hoffman. And uh, Yeah, I, but, but, well, before we move on, I, do you think, uh, do you think this is the right, these are the right teams in the, in the game? Oh, Just yeah. For, the, for people who haven't followed the season... I think, especially for for people that have not followed followed the entire season, just for legacy, this is one. This is this Super Bowl, and I'm I'm not speaking hyperbole here. This Super Bowl is one that if you can watch, you should watch because it's it's the type of Super Bowl where you can tell people that you watched Michael Jordan play live, or you saw LeBron James play live. Watching Tom Brady mm. operate in this Super Bowl and possibly the heir apparent in Patrick Mahomes uh, will be worth talking about in times to come because either it's the crowning achievement of Tom Brady's legacy and he will be the best who's ever done it or it's the stepping stool that allows that gives uh Patrick Mahomes an ability to become what Tom Brady is if not greater are you are you worried that it will be a blowout uh well if we are getting into the to the weeds I am I am I think just as someone who knows a lot about it briefly me personally, I I believe, and I I just don't see how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. I strongly believe that the Chiefs will win. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will land. Uh, will they are the favorites for a reason, and they will continue their domination and lead to another dynasty, a sports dynasty within the NFL ranks. All right, so this is a fun mini segment uh, that I uh, that I wanted to do. Fun factoid of the week. Yeah, we will endeavor to bring you a little fun fact every week. This week, today or yesterday, um, I found out that Ewan McGregor has a brother, Colin McGregor, who's uh, in the Royal Air Force, and he's a pilot, and his call sign is OB two. As in Ewan McGregor's character Obi Wan from Star Wars, uh, they call him. His call sign is is Obi Two, and I I saw it in a meme. I didn't know if it was true. I looked it up. It's absolutely true. How fun is it's that? Checked and verified. Awesome. All right. Again, going themed here. Uh, I found out this week that the team that had the lead going into the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl has won seventy four percent of the time throughout all of the super recorded Super Bowls. So if somebody's leading in the Super Bowl, be prepared to crown that person going into the fourth. All right, this is a segment that we like to call Once More, and then depending on what the topic is, with passion or compasión for those able to uh, speak a little Spanish. You've been working on your Spanish during the, the uh, quarantine, I remember. Yeah, um, it was. A, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, I, I thought that this was an interesting subplot that didn't necessarily deserve a lot of our time. But I, I, I can imagine looking from the outside, it's a weird concept to people who have not played the game or seen the game or at least familiar with the game and or indoctrinated with the game of football that the winning team of the Super Bowl 
usually tries to douse their head coach with a Gatorade bath, which is otherwise, you know, they go grab the Gatorade jugs on the side of the, of the, of the, uh, you know, near the sideline. And once it's, you know, proven that they are going to win, whether it be blowout or, you know, they miss a kick at the end, the, the, some people on the roster go and grab the Gatorade jug and then just turn it upside down on the head coach. They, you know, since it's so notorious, a lot of head coaches are, you know, aware of it, but some are still caught unaware. And it's, it's, uh, it's honestly one of the more fun things you can also bet on it, especially during the Super Bowl. What color will the Gatorade be when it, when it, when it hits somebody and some of the reactions by the head coaches are phenomenal. Uh, but I, I thought that this whipped up uh, an interesting subplot, uh, David. Like, what if <laughs> if you were to ever be in such a celebratory moment or victorious moment in your life to where people would come up and douse you with something? Would you choose Gatorade, iced Gatorade? Would you choose I don't know pasta? What what would you choose? Um, I. When you when you said Gatorade baths, I originally I initially thought like it was like you get into a bath of Gatorade. In which case, I might have said custard. Oh There's yeah, something yeah. That, about just, bathing in custard. Yeah, just sauntering just, in some custard I think, sounds I think delightful. It's a, a fantasy that I had when I was like five years old. Um, I don't know. Maybe if if you're gonna pour something over my head, maybe like beer or yeah. Yeah, and, but, and uh, by yeah, the way, is... am I right? Coming from a European uh, perspective, was that weird? Did you ever find that weird? Did you ever question that? I do find that weird. I do find yeah. that weird. And it, it I, now that you, now that we're talking about it, it makes sense because uh, I'd seen the longest yard with Adam yeah. Sandler long before I'd ever watched a football game for real. And they do that to the the warden. Yeah. They 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 throw uh, Gatorade over his head, and I I didn't. I thought they were just, you know, fuck <laughs> warden or something. <laughs> But I guess it's just, um, yeah, I guess it's a tradition and, 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 and it makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, for me, if I had to, uh, if I had to pick what I could be doused with, I, I think initially I would have thought something like cheese, but in order to get it to such a gelatinous form or liquid liquefied form for it to be poured onto me, it would probably be scalding hot. So I would not choose cheese. Yeah. Um, I, I would probably go something like whipped cream. And the reason why I go whipped cream is because if it were, <laughs> is because if it were like poured onto me to where it doused me, that's like, that's fun. It, it separates enough to where you can like pick it up off of your shoulder and create a layer of contact to Jersey to, if something is disgusts you, you can, you can avoid that because the above layers are still edible. I would enjoy it. I'd love to be doused in whipped cream of some sort just for the passion of winning. All right, so every week we are going to play a game. We're going to alternate. So this week I have prepared a game for Phil, and then we're not really sure yet, but at the end of, say, a year, the loser will tally up the scores throughout the year, and the loser will face some sort of punishment. Now we'll try to think of something... For a punishment, yes. we haven't landed on it yet, but we got loads of time. And by all means, uh, DM our Instagram at powwow underscore podcast if you have any good ideas. We will definitely take them into consideration. Yeah, so or, our DMs you know are open. A, yeah, we're, we love when people slide into our DMs. Slip and slide into those wet DMs. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and, and by all <laughs> means, even if you don't have a suggestion, send us a DM and, and let us know that you're listening. 
Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, so the game yeah. this week is the Germany quiz. How much do you Ooh. think you know about Germany, Phil? Not not enough to get a win this week. That's not <laughs> how much I think. <laughs> game is as game goes, David. I will take note of this. I will right. take note of this. If you create a game against me, I will. Honestly, I am a petty man. I tried not to make it too difficult, I, or at least okay. that's what I thought okay. I was doing. All right. Okay. Um, it's a multiple choice, so just give me the correct answer, Phil. That's all you got to do. All right. Which first question? Which city is considered the financial capital of Germany? Is it Munich, okay. Frankfurt, or Hamburg? The the financial capital, I would say. I would say Hamburg. Very good guess, but unfortunately, the correct answer was Frankfurt, Phil. So you Dang, are it, was, it was the two. It was the, between the two. Yeah, O for one. Okay, which of okay. these countries' flags has the same colors as Germany? Is it Belgium, Romania, or Cambodia? Belgium. Uh, what was the second one? Belgium, Romania, or Cambodia? Romania. Germany has. Germany uh, okay, has... Germany has black, red, and yellow. That's what I thought. I'm gonna go with Belgium. For some reason, that's sticking out to me. Yes, yes, correct. So, see, you got okay. this. You can do this. Okay. All right. Woo. So Let's you go, are baby. one out of two. Question three. I which can't lose on the, the fo- inaugural episode. <laughs> which of the following was not discovered or invented in Germany? Military tanks, aspirin, or tape recorders? Not discovered or invented in Germany. Yeah, I mean, not to be that guy, but tanks fits. But then again, it fits so much that I wonder if you just put that in there. Because I wonder... No, I think that they were the first one to create like these weird tanks. I know America was the first Panzer. to cars, so therefore they... The pr- Panzer yeah. tanks. No, that was uh, probably... That can't... Can't be the, the first tank because I think those were um, World War Two. Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the recording devices. You should have gone with tanks. Man, gone with tanks. Yeah, military tanks. All right. All right. You still you still got a shot here. Okay. Which of I the still, following? I gotta run the table. Okay. Which of the following car manufacturers is not owned by a German car manufacturer? Okay. So obviously, you know, BMW, VW, all those are German car manufacturers. A lot of those companies own other manufacturers. Okay, so Mini, as in the Mini Cooper, Lamborghini, or Aston Martin. I'm gonna go with uh, Lamborghini. Mm, Lamborghini is indeed owned by Audi, unfortunately. Whereas Aston Martin is still technically a british company all right phil you 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 you, 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 you can't i guess i made it I too hard thought, and i'm yeah i i should have thought of my james bond history james bond would never go in a communist car never <laughs> okay all right the soviet union speaking of communists uh the soviet union collapsed in 1991 however in what year was the berlin wall torn down is it oh. 1989 1990 uh. or 1992 Oh, that's weird. 
1989. Uh, I'll, I'll clarify. The, 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 the Soviet Union collapsed over a, the course of a few years, but like... Right, kind of but the Berlin Wall is, finally, is seen as a Finally collapsed staple. in 91. Right. Uh, I will go with... I will go with 89. Correct. So you're two Ooh. out of five... You got close, Phil. I'm I'm proud I of you. Got close. Oh, the Aston Martin one hurts me too bad. Yeah. I, I wish I could have gotten that one. It's uh, going to be a pretty easy segment here. Scores. I'm 0 for one, and 0 for uh, one. David Hoffman over there is O and O. He has yet mm. to participate, but next episode he'll be getting a score either way. And actually, we will have a section available for ties should they arise. Should they arise, and and we'll find out how that will implement later. But it is possible that we will have that. And we will do our best to update you on all of our social media's uh, accounts. I think we're on Instagram. We're on, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Facebook, and Twitter TBD. We are, we are coming to Twitter. Coming to a Twitter near yeah. you. Coming to a Twitter near you. We will find out, or we will, excuse me, we will branch out and post our scores. Probably, well... Maybe we'll go like once a month, so that way people have to have a chance to listen. We don't want to spoil things. Yeah, uh, but yeah. we'll just we'll just we'll just put up a, a score every once in a while if we can, when we can, and so that way you are updated. But easy score to remember. Remember, I'm a loser. Oh, and one. All right, we have a a couple thank yous to to toss out. Phil, do you want to take yes. it? Yes. Yes, uh, thank you so much to Cass and Crossland for creating the beautiful, folksy intro and outro music you have uh, listened to to begin this, and then uh, at some point we'll hear going underneath us uh, out for this, as well as for That Slaps. Yeah, That Slaps, come, uh, music brought to you by Jake Corlang, good friend of mine. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. Thank you so much for that, and uh, and we really appreciate your both of and all of your help to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Pow Wow Podcast. Find us on on your socials, Instagram at powwow underscore podcast. It's been great having you this first week, and we'll hopefully see you next week. Yes, hopefully we will. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed what we talked about. Again, remember. Please remember, this is not a sports podcast. Don't worry nope. if, if Super Bowl is not your thing. Next week, it'll be something completely different. And the following yeah. week will be sandwiches or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm going to campaign yeah. for. We, we hope you do enjoy the Super Bowl if you plan on watching. And, uh, and you know, when the Oscars come around, we're, we'll shift gears into, into movies, which is something that we exactly. love as well. Hey, maybe eventually we'll talk about Bitcoin and GameStop. Who knows? Who knows? All right. All right. This thank, is David thank you so much. and and I'm Philip. Thank you so much for listening and watch out for and bears. bears.